You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Welcome back to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. This is Isaac, and uh, I want to start this episode by reading a review. And this review is from, it says, uh, this review is from GGT2. And it says, Isaac is a solid biblical teacher that makes the word of God practical for the average listener and the quote-unquote seasoned saint. Listen, thank you so much. I appreciate that, uh, GGT2, uh, your your words of, uh, of encouragement. I'm glad you're able to learn and you're able to grow uh, from these teachings. That's why I do it. I hope that there's something that, that you all are able to pull from, draw from, that will make you better, that will give you a better biblical understanding, and even just a cultural understanding of the church and some of the things that we do, why we do some of the things that we do, and even some things that we probably shouldn't do. And honestly, today's episode is about things that we probably should not do, particularly uh, when it deals with prophecy, when it deals with prophetic ministry. And uh, I want to talk about it just a little bit. I want to talk today about some prophetic don'ts, some prophetic no-nos, some things that you just you, sh- you should really just be mindful about when you're prophesying uh, to individuals. And I want to I want to open up and I just want to kind of give some language because I can't assume that everyone who's listening to me understands uh, prophecy, understands the prophetic. Um, but that's really uh, one of my main backgrounds in, in, the, in the church is I grew up in a prophetic ministry. Uh, uh, I got actually ordained as a prophet uh, a little over 10 years ago, and uh, I've helped to build prophetic communities. I've, I've helped to train prophets. I've trained prophets and uh, prophetic people, and I've helped to, to set systems and uh, prophetic systems in place and churches and give advice and prophetic counsel and, you know, traveled and have spoken to, uh, um, to leaders and, you know, have given them wisdom and insight. And, you know, the prophetic ministry is actually is pretty fun, <laughs> actually. Uh, but uh, to make it simple, the, w- when we talk about the prophetic or prophecy, uh, prophecy is simply speaking, expressing uh, the heart of God, is speaking, uh, and expressing the heart of God in as many different ways that the heart and the mind and will of God can be expressed. Uh, but the probably the dominant way that it's expressed is through language, is through uh, is through talking, is through speech. And, uh, you know, and, and I say primary because God can also speak through dreams, through vision, through dance, through music, through art, through creation, many different ways that God speaks um, to us, through our circumstances, through situations, through crisis. Uh, so, you know, we don't, one of the things uh, for, for us who are prophetic, uh, one of the things that we have to learn is the vastness of how God speaks and the reality that we oftentimes put a, a limitation or we try to put God in a box when in actuality we find ourselves in that box because God can't be limited. We only limit ourselves when we try to limit his expression. Uh, so uh, before I dive in, into this, the next thing I want to say is that uh, I believe in prophets. I believe that God has has called prophets uh, within the church. Uh, uh, Ephesians 4.11 says that 
that God gave some apostles, some prophets, uh, some evangelists, pastors and teachers uh, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry. So I believe that the prophetic ministry, particularly the ministry of the prophet, is one that is still relevant today. It's still active today. It's still alive today. And God is still speaking and moving and building through his prophets. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, it says, and God set in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. So I believe that the prophet's ministry, as long as the church is here, as long as the church remains, so will prophets. Prophets will be needed because prophets were given for the equipping of the saints. As long as there are saints in the earth, as long as there are believers that need perfecting, prophets will be here. And I believe that we live in a generation and we live in an age um, where, uh, um, you know, the Bible says um, that the age that we live is an age without end. So I believe that the prophet's ministry will always be relevant. The prophet's ministry will always be necessary and the prophet's ministry will always be here. Now, just be now, I do believe in prophets, but I don't believe that prophecy is subjected solely to the prophet's ministry. I believe that one of the main functions of the new covenant prophet, because that goes into a whole nother topic that I'm not going to cover today, but old covenant prophets and prophecy and new covenant uh, prophets and prophecy. But I believe that one of the primary focuses of the new covenant prophet is not to be the sole mouth, mouthpiece of God, but one of the main purposes of the new covenant prophet is to help grow prophetic community, is to help, is to help develop the ear and the mouth of the church, is to help, is to, is to help raise up other prophets and not just other prophets, but it's to help raise up other people, believers, saints of God to hear God's voice for themselves. And uh, I believe that I believe that the trajectory shifted from the old to the new, where in the old, uh, everything revolved around the prophet. But in the new, everything revolves around the body. Everything revolves around Jesus. So even the fivefold gifts, what we call fivefold gifts, which uh, um, which uh, which consists of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor and the teacher. All of those gifts are not designed for the church to revolve around them. Those gifts are designed to help the church grow up and to mature um, so that uh, uh, so that the plan and purpose of God is performed through his church, through his body. So prophets are called to raise up prophetic people to help to help strengthen the reality that as sons of God, all all creation particularly believers, are called to hear the voice of God. God wants you to hear his voice. He wants you to know his voice. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger they do not follow. They know his voice and they execute his will be, by moving according to his voice. Jesus said it this way. He said, I do nothing except I've seen my father do it. I'll speak nothing unless I've heard it said. So I believe that that same testimony should be the testimony of the church. It should be the testimony of every believer. Now, the thing is with the prophetic prophecy became something that um, that uh, uh, that over time, particularly in the 80s and 90s, God began to restore. And what I mean by restore uh, to his church is not that 
prophecy ever went away, the prophetic went away or prophets went away. It's just the fact that uh, over time through church history, the emphasis of the prophetic uh, kind of died down. There were even camps and uh, uh, doctrines and denominations that began to say that prophets are no longer necessary. All we need is the Bible now. The Bible is the word of God. There's no more uh, spoken word uh, that's sealed. Everything we ever need to know is in the Bible. And uh, my rebuttal to that is God is still alive. And if God is still alive, God is still speaking. God is not contained by a book. Although the book contains him, although the book has things about God in it, I don't believe that the Bible has everything about God within it. It doesn't contain everything that, that God has said, and it, and it doesn't contain everything that God is saying. Um, John said it this way, that Jesus performed so many things that there were not enough books to even be able to contain it. So I don't believe that everything about God is locked up uh, in the Bible. The Bible is a tool. The Bible is something that we can use. Uh, however, God is so much bigger um, than a 66 uh, book uh, 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 Bible. So I believe that God is still speaking today. God is concerned about individual lives. He's concerned about your life. He, he wraps himself. Uh, uh, there's a lyric that says that he wraps himself around every detail of your life. God wants to speak concerning you. He wants to speak concerning your life, your future, your destiny, your purpose, your gifts. God wants to talk to you. So what began to happen in the 80s and 90s is that the prophetic began to be restored to the church uh, on a larger scale. More people began to embrace the prophetic. Um, prophets began to emerge. They began to create prophetic schools and they began to raise up prophetic companies and they began to teach people how to hear God's voice. But with that also comes uh, extremes with that also comes imbalances. Uh, and uh, as we're as we're growing, we're also learning as we're learning. We're also getting better. So I want to I want to talk about some of the things that I just personally believe when it when it comes to the prophetic. Uh, some things that we should probably um, be cautious about. And uh, the reason why I say that is because sometimes you'll have an itinerant minister, an itinerant prophet, an itinerant uh, leader who comes in, they prophesy certain things, they feel good and accomplished about what they said, they leave, they go about their day, and they leave your pastor with a mess to clean up. They come in, they, uh, um, they prophesy certain things to people, and, uh, you know, and uh, they leave, and now you got to explain to your people what this person meant. You have to explain uh, to your people uh, to the people that God has called you to lead, you have to you have to pastor them after that prophet or whoever comes in and tells them whatever. Now you are left with the responsibility to pastor them. And uh, I want to say that if you're a prophet or if you are uh, an itinerant minister, uh, someone who's not responsible for other people uh, and you come in and you prophesy, if you're not their leader, if you're not their pastor, if you're not their senior leader, and, and if you're not given or if you're not given a, a, a sense of authority by their leaders, there's just some things that are honestly just out of order. There's some things that are out of order to prophesy. So I'm going to cover, uh, let's say, about five of those things that I believe should probably be avoided if you're not uh, if you're not in covenant relationship with the ones um, that you are ministering to, there are just some things you should stay away with. Again, if you are not in covenant relationship 
with the ones um, that you uh, are prophesying to. There are just some things you should stay away from. All right. Number one, don't tell people they are a fivefold gift. Let me say that again, because I know y'all, some of y'all are like, oh, and your heart just sunk. You just clutched your pearls. But let me say it again. Don't tell people they're a five-fold gift if you don't walk in covenant with them, if, 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 if you're not there to help them actually understand what that means, because you come in and you tell them God says you're a prophet, God says you're an apostle, God says you're a pastor, God says you're a teacher, God says you're an evangelist, and then you just, you magically fly out the back door with glory dust floating behind you and a train uh, 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 of glory that fills the temple after you leave. And now they looking at their pastor like, hey, prophet so-and-so said I'm an apostle. What you going to do about it? <laughs> and the fact of the matter is that, uh, for one, they may not necessarily even be whatever it is that that prophet or minister is telling them that they are. And secondly, if they are that thing, and uh, and uh, if they if they uh, if they are showing signs or if they if they if they just simply are. And I'm not saying that God cannot show you um, that someone is an apostle or a prophet or a pastor or a fivefold gift of any type. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that there must be wisdom that's used in administering what God is saying. And some people are like, I'm just going to say it how God give it to me. And I, no, that's your personality. You're, you're blunt, so you're releasing it in a blunt way. And it's not necessarily the way God has given it to you. God has to, God's word, whether or not we, we realize it or not, the word of God prophecy is filtered actually through our personality much of the time. It's a filter that it has to go through. God's word is pure. God's word is 100 percent authentic. But once it it leaves his mouth and it, and it leaves from the heavens and by the time it gets to us, it has to be filtered through our ideologies. It has to be filtered through our doctrine. It has to be filtered through our experience. It has to be filtered through our revelation. It has to be filtered through our knowledge. It has to be filtered through us much of the time. And oftentimes by the time that pure clear water gets through us it's brownish I, I, hey it's brownish so I'm not saying that you cannot um, tell people hey um, I see this I see this about you but there's a better way to do it you can instead of saying apostle prophet evangelist pastor teacher you can say hey you have a teaching grace you have a pastoral grace you have an apostolic grace you have a prophetic grace now, now this is just prophetic protocol and I know there's people on here that's going to disagree with me that's fine this is church talk with Isaac so I'm, I'm just sharing what I believe about it because uh, at the end of the day as a senior leader um, as a uh, as someone who shepherds people, I've seen um, I've seen people not necessarily in my church per se, but I've seen people in churches get shipwrecked. I've seen people get disjointed. I've seen people come out of purpose. Uh, I've seen people leave churches prematurely. I've seen all of that because of a bad prophetic word. So that's number one. Second one that I'm going to cover is that you probably should use caution about. As a matter of fact, I just don't encourage that you do it. Don't tell people who they should marry. Don't tell people who they should marry. Don't tell people, God said, this is your wife. God said, this is your husband. Don't do that. And this is, and, and this is why. Because God, and I, and, and I think I covered this in a previous episode when we were dealing, my wife and I were dealing with relationships. We did a few podcasts um, and we were dealing with the dynamics of marriage and relationship. And I covered this in one of them. But God is not controlling for one. 
And God never takes away your free will, especially when it deals with life altering decisions. God never removes your free will from you. I, my personal conviction. Now, I know people who I definitely know people who, who would say different from me, but I personally don't believe that God will tell someone this is your husband. This is your wife. And the reason why is because it takes away their free will. And there's no biblical evidence of that ever happening. Even now, I'm going to give a couple examples, but even in even with Adam and Eve. All right. People say this is my rib or whatever the case may be. But the fact of the matter is that God didn't even tell Adam, hey, Adam, Eve is going to be your wife. God put Adam to sleep. God, God created Eve out of his rib, out of his side, actually. And uh, and uh, God actually showcased Eve in front of Adam from a from a from a more literal Hebrew perspective. And Adam was the one who pointed to Eve and said, this is now bone of my bone. This is now flesh of my flesh. I shall call her woman. She sh so in other words, he claimed her for himself. God did not. Tell Adam to claim her. God did not tell Adam this is your wife. And then the other example uh, is Hosea. Hosea uh, uh, married Gomer, which was a prostitute, but God never told Hosea to marry Gomer. God told Hosea, I want you to choose one of these prostitutes uh, from wherever these prostitutes hang out. And I want you to name one for yourself as a as symbolism of Israel's idolatry and harlotry towards me. So he said, any, many, mighty, mo. I think Gomar is the finest one and she probably going to do me good for this thing. God got me doing. Hey, Gomer, come here. So come here, girl. So, so God never told Hosea exactly who to marry. So we go around and now, and now we're like, God said, this is your wife. And I've seen so many marriages of people get married from that and it just don't work out. I have seen some get married in it and it actually worked out from that. Uh, but I have seen some that were completely shipwrecked. Now, this is what I do believe. I do believe that God does speak concerning marriages. I believe that God speaks in that direction, uh, but I just don't believe God chooses for you. I believe that God's primary nature is as father. And as any father would, a father is going to give you what they believe is, is best for you. They're not going to choose for you unless it's some type of arranged marriage, but they're not going to, they're not going to choose for you. And arranged marriages is a cultural thing. That's not necessarily an eternal or God thing. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, uh, fathers are going to say, hey, I think this is a good idea. I believe that's what God does. I believe God shows us potential compatible partners. And, uh, and in that, uh, uh, he gives us an opportunity. He'll highlight people to us. He'll speak to us about certain people, but he will not make us choose. And if we don't decide to go with that choice, it does not mean that God will not speak to us about someone else. That's just my personal conviction. For one, well, I ain't going to go into all of that. Women outnumbering men and all of that. If that's the case, it's just so many women that's just going to die single. All right. So, uh, so, I do believe God can speak in certain directions, but if you're not in covenant with people, stay away from it and definitely stay away from just telling people this is your husband. This is your wife. All right. Um, the third one I want to cover is don't tell people that they should move geographically. Prophetically, don't prophesy to people that God says you're going to pick up your bags and you're going to move when you don't have any knowledge about about anything that's going on 
uh, um, with their church, with their family, with their situation. Now, can God speak in that direction? Yes. Yes. But I believe that there's always a way to go about relaying a message in a way that does not make them make hasty decisions based off of your word. I'm going to move a little quick with these. Four, don't tell people to quit their job. Don't prophesy. God says you need to leave that job. You need to walk off that job because I guarantee you, if you tell if you tell a husband that and you call him up to the church and you prophesy to him in front of church and his wife's in the audience, she's going to look like you and lost your mind. Things like those are things that need to be worked out covenantally. They need to be worked out through planning. They need to be worked out amongst families. They don't they don't need to be worked out necessarily by the word of the prophet. Now, can it be true? That maybe someone needs to leave their job. Maybe that job may be holding them back from what God has called them to do. Maybe they may be an entrepreneur and maybe, you know, maybe God is trying to get them to take a step of faith, a step, you know, a leap of faith or whatever the case may be. And I'm going to say, yeah, but there's always a way to do it as you grow in your gift. Your measure will increase as well. And as you grow in your gift. Your wisdom will increase in that as well. Let me give you an example. If you feel like someone working on their job uh, and that job is hindering them from their next place, there's a way to use wisdom and to still let them know, hey, look, this is what I believe God is saying uh, without telling them to leave tomorrow their job. Instead of saying you need to quit your job, you can just give them a word. Instead of in, instead of telling them to quit their job, you can just give them a word. And uh, you can pretty much just tell them uh, that, hey, God is wanting you to be more of a risk taker. Listen, don't be afraid to take risks. God's waiting on you. Typically, what will happen is they'll they'll know exactly what you're talking about, uh, because before it even in, in, in many cases, I don't believe that God always that prophecy is always a confirming word. Sometimes it's something the person may not have ever heard before. But for something like this, typically. What will happen with something like this is God may have been speaking to them about this already. So typically they may know exactly what you're talking about and they and they'll be challenged to follow God without you having to worry about backlash from people saying you're encouraging them to quit their jobs. If things don't work out how they plan, there's just always wisdom in how you do things as a prophetic minister. Now, I'm speaking from a perspective of a pastor of someone who's responsible for people, someone who helps process people and help them process through certain areas and certain seasons of their life and using wisdom and knowing what it's like to travel and knowing what it's like to speak things and have relationship with leaders and knowing the type of things that other leaders may go through and knowing how leaders sometimes in churches sometimes have to rebuild entirely because someone comes in, shipwrecks their church, comes in, prophesies, leave their, they're invited into a church and they leave would have that church's members because of something that they said, something that they did, and uh, just just a lack of, of covenant understanding, just a lack of understanding how the prophetic should work uh, 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 in purity and sincerity of heart. Uh, so let me let me give you another one. All right, this is this this is a big one. Don't tell people they're called to plant or start spiritual works. Don't go to someone. Don't go to a church that someone oversees. Call one of their members out and tell them God has called you to be. Uh, God has called you to plant a church. God has called you to be a senior pastor. God has called you to be a senior leader. Listen, I've seen so many. I've seen so many churches 
end up in church splits. I've seen so much division happen because someone from the outside comes in and uh, and they prophesy those types of things to someone. And quite honestly, it's it's from my opinion, it's, it's just out of order. It's out of order, out of process. Again, when you leave and when you're done speaking to that person and telling them what you told them, they looking at the pastor like, hey, look, I mean, when you going to start getting me ready? When you going to start, you know what I'm saying? When you going to start resourcing me? Come on. When you going to start training me? Pastor said, you know, the prophet said, I'm called. I'm called to go plant a church. Let's go. Let's get it. And quite honestly, it's not that person's place. It's not that prophet or that prophetic minister's place to speak that because they do not know that individual's process. They don't know that individual's integrity. They don't know that, that individual's fruit. They don't know that individual's relationship with this church, with this leadership. They don't know that, that individual's heart. They don't know that individual. All they know is what they see and what they said. But there's all, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying to ignore what you see. I'm not saying that God may not be saying some of these things to a, to a degree. I'm saying that when you grow in the prophetic, you learn that there are ways to minister the prophetic in wisdom, to minister God's heart, to minister God's mind, to minister God's will in wisdom, in wisdom. All right, listen, I just, I just hope that this was something that helped you. <laughs> I hope this is something that gave you a bit of insight and understanding from my perspective of some of the don'ts. Maybe I'll get on and I'll talk about some of the do's. I don't want to end this on a bad note. Maybe next week or, 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 you know, sometime I'll talk about some good things about how to administer the prophetic. Uh, but today I just wanted to kind of uproot some things and then I'll 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 build and plant. <laughs> so listen, y'all, I thank y'all so much for rocking with me. Again, uh leave leave a review. Leave a review. Rate this podcast if you really enjoy this podcast. And you know, this is just candid conversation, just me sharing my thoughts, sharing my mind. It's church talk with Isaac. So I'm sharing my perspective on certain things. So listen, I love y'all. I thank y'all for tuning in. And I just pray that y'all have a great uh, and prosperous day. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends, family and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.